Welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Wednesday morning. It is July 15th. This where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I, we get together. We have a little bit of coffee. We get into God's Word and we grow in our love for the Lord together. This year, 2020, we'll make it through all the Gospels. Well, this morning we are finishing up the book, or the chapter 13 of the book of Mark. Chapter 13 in Mark, we'll go through verses 32 through chapter 14, verse 2. So, the end of chapter 13 into chapter 14. So, uh, hey Wyman, good to see you this morning. Why don't we go ahead and, and we'll pray, we'll have some coffee, and we'll get into God's Word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for what a rich blessing it is to have you as our God. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful joy it is for you to teach us each morning from your word. God, we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would work in our hearts, that we would understand these things, that they would seep deeply into our souls and change the very ways of our lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and drink some coffee and get into God's word. Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 32. But of that day and hour... No one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son of Man, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is not like a man, uh, sorry, it is like a man going to a far country who has left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, or at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And then chapter 14, after two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into that first part, verses 32 through 37. We need to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? A, what is this about? Well, previously, up above, we had talked about the parable of the fig tree and the second coming. We had talked about that yesterday. Well, today Jesus gives us a little bit more, and I like the New King James title here, Exhortation to Watch. Uh, another word that you might put here, you've seen it often, right, on people's gates in the cities and stuff, you'll see a sign on their fence that says, Beware, right? Beware of dog, right? Uh, they watch out, right? They're, you need to be careful here. You need to be on the ready. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He's, he's saying it's like a master who owns a field, and, and when he leaves the field to go on a journey, he leaves it in care of the people, and, and he tells them to watch out. He's expecting them to work. Is he going to find them asleep? And so, what is this about? It's that warning to watch out. It's that warning to beware. And so, uh, we don't know when Jesus is going to return. And I, I do believe Jesus is talking about himself here as the master. 
And Jesus is the master who is leaving, but he promises that he will return. He's promising that he is going to come back. He's promising that he will judge. But nobody knows the hours, neither the angels in heaven, nor any man, nor even the Son, but only the Father. This is a time appointed by the Father for the Son to go and to judge. And so I am going to warn you, you have seen books, I'm sure, over the years, over the decades, you know, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming in 1988 or some title like that. Uh, during Y2K, people were thinking that Jesus was going to come back at Y2K. And I've always scratched my head at those types of things because Jesus' teaching here is very clear. We don't know the time or the hour. We don't know if it's going to be at midnight. We don't know if it's going to be before the rooster crows. We don't know if it's going to be in the morning. We, we don't know these things. And so we have to be constantly diligent. Constantly diligent. In my Bible, I'm going to go ahead and underline verse 35 and verse 36. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And then the next portion, right, the next portion is verses 14, verses chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. What is this about? How would you summarize this? I'm going to leave this one up to you. Let me know down in the margin, or let me know down in the comments what you would put in the margin of your Bible. How would you summarize these two quick verses. I'm not even going to underline one here. I think, I think I know what I would underline, but I'm interested to hear from you. Would you underline verse 1, verse 2, part of verse 1, part of verse 2? Let me know what you would underline as the best verse to summarize these sections. Well, last thing we need to do is ask ourselves, what are we called to do in response to these words? Well, I think that there's a number of things, right? Uh, if we go to verses, chapter 14, verses 1 and 2, we see the disbelief. We see the disbelief of the chief priests and the scribes. We see them not believing Jesus, not trusting Jesus. They did not receive Jesus Christ by faith and rest on him alone for salvation, but instead they're seeking to kill him. And they're even thinking through the logistics of it. They're plotting and they're scheming against Jesus. This is exactly what the Old Testament prophesied. And so my question for you is, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you rest in him alone for your salvation? Do you believe these words? Or will you believe the naysayers, those who have forever tried to bury the truth of who Jesus is? And then beyond that, if you are one of those who believe in Jesus Christ, if he came back, would he find you sleeping? You know, a little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the hands brings destruction. Have you been sleeping in your holiness? Have you been sleeping in your desire to grow in the fruits of the Spirit? Have you been sleeping in your desire to be more and more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ? Have you been sleeping in your anger? Have you been sleeping in your anxiety? Have you been sleeping in your fear? Have you been sleeping in sloth? Have you been sleeping in any host of sins? Rather than working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Again, not because you are earning your salvation. But are you desiring to be more and more like Jesus? 
or have you, begun, have you begun to lose your saltiness? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for your word. Father, we thank you for the injunctions you give us, the urging you give us, the command you give us and warn us with to beware, to watch out. Father, we pray that we would be faithful servants. We pray, Father, that we would not be found sleeping, but that we would be active about your work. Father, we pray that you would teach us to be disciples. Lord, that you would teach us to rest in you when we are to rest, and that you would also spur us on towards love and good deeds for your glory. God, we pray, thanking you so much that even though you know these schemes were against you, that you still endured the cross for us. Thank you for being our God and our righteous King. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you today and fill you with peace as you go about his work. Bye.